0: to the hospital for a lung collapse when I was 16, and I was I was six foot two or six foot one and a half, and I, I was about 112 pounds.
1: Well, so the backstory on Mike is that he uh, started lifting weights, and just you wanted to change the way you looked right yeah yeah i was uh i was tired of being picked on for being
0: small and thin and i uh hated the way i looked
1: hey welcome back to another rep i'm coach hagan i can't wait for you to hear this show this will blow your mind it blew my mind it's super cool so let's start repping but before we do that Hit like, hit subscribe, tell your people, and now let's go get another rep. Let's go! Hey, welcome to another rep. My name is Steve Hagan, and I have a father-son combination today. This is just so cool to me, because I'm a father of three boys myself. But um, this is a this is a journey that we're going to go on. This is a story. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not the spoiler. Um, Michael is the father. Mike is the son. and um, we're just going to start with you, Michael. Why don't we just start with you and you just you just let it rip? Why you wanted to be on the show and and uh, welcome to another rep.
2: Thank you very much, Steve, Coach Steve. I met <laughs> I met Coach, on the beach. Uh, I met Coach Steve on the beach in Bradenton, Florida, and we hit it off. And he did an interview of me, and I found him so uh, enjoyable and relaxing. And as well, uh, working with the NFL was a big deal to me because I'm well-versed in football. I went out for football in high school. But the reason why I wanted to get on today is because uh, about a week ago, my son astonished me with a video of what he had done over a few years, unbeknownst to me. Uh, Once again, kids go, hey, I'm going to go to the gym, hang out. (laughs) I remember what that was like when I was younger. Yeah, a lot of guys would go. And do a couple reps, they do a couple this, they do a few squats, and then they're ready to go have a meal. Because, oh, they're fatigued or tired. While I work with the different guys who are a little bit more very conscious about changing their body and getting their physique, taking care of their health. So when my son showed me the video, I was astonished because he would wear hoodies and running clothes. And has got and a I never, right now. Yeah. I never got to see him developing and we were doing online school, et cetera. So I really wasn't aware of what they were doing in the gym. You know, and as a dad, you don't go crash the party and sneak around and look <laughs> through the window. So I, I was just taking it that, hey, he's getting in shape and that's great. He played cross, So I figured it was all for that. When I saw what he had accomplished, and then when he told me the story of it, I I was brought to tears, because uh, one of the things that I learned was to trust my son, and that was very difficult, because there are three instances. One is the weights, one had to do with cars, and the other had to do with him hanging out with the gang, because as a father, when you look at the gang, and you see them... Uh, you don't see people walking with PhDs and chess sets. You see them being the regular kid like I was. So you're wondering, well, what are they doing? And you ask them, they're doing nothing. Okay, great. I remember that too. <laughs> so hey, on that level-
1: Ranger. I have three boys and I did the same thing. <laughs> I,
2: yeah. And on that level, I, I at a certain age, I call them young boys turn to guys. Then they become young men. And that's my vernacular. They kind of go into submarine mode, where they they go and submerge underwater, yep. uh, and you know, and, and go down, take take a couple of laps underwater, and for it could be three, four, five, six years, you don't know what they're doing. You have a handle on it. They tell you, but you don't get to partake of it. Well, Michael, let me partake of a few things, and one of them was the Fast and Furious cars, the evolution. He set up, unbeknownst to me, what he had planned was, Dad, could you test drive a car for me so I can see it? Well, he already knew all about it. And I was hemming and hawing. He probably would have liked an answer in five minutes. And it probably took a few weeks. But when I finally saw one of these cars driving around town, I I said, well, what is this? It looks like something a grandmother would do. It's like a sedan. There's no spoiler. There's no chrome. Uh, dual exhaust. There's no fancy carburetors sticking out of the hood like the old days of the Camaros. So I just figured, I don't understand what the charge is. I hadn't seen Fast and Furious. He set up a test drive and that was when he and uh, the Russian folks who owned the car introduced me to what they called Boost. And I found myself in the backseat of the car, per se, (laughs) thrust of all. And I fell in love with the car because I realized right then in that seat, it handled like a dream. It hugged the road. It grabbed the road. I made S turns and I wanted to go a little faster. Okay. I realized he was in a different league. It wasn't fast to pick up the chicks and race and make five bucks at the light like my friends did. So I was predetermining all of this on what I learned what kind of car he should have, the way he should dress, all of that. But he did his own thing. Now I appreciate everything he did because when I found out who he was learning about that car from, the guy was an expert. And I could go on with that, but let's leave it at this. He taught me an extremely valuable lesson in trusting him. But I learned what it's like to drive in a performance vehicle that's ergonomic, if I never stepped into that test drive, I would have never known that. And therefore, now we can joke about it. We can laugh about the comrades. The, the Russian guys would call me comrade. Floy it, comrade. And he pounded me on the shoulder to do that. So I floored it and I took off and I couldn't believe it. Uh, A wonderful thing. The other things he's done with his friends hanging out, the other things he's done with weights has taught me. There's a time when a father has to pass the baton and passing it into a son's hands is one thing, but keeping the channels of communication open so he freely says, hey, you want to go for a drive in my car? And Once again, these these cars are not for everybody. They're very quick. The acceleration is that of a race car driver. Yeah, you better be ready for that. And if you're squeamish and your mother, your wife, et cetera, is like, well, he's going to get a Volkswagen or nothing. You're going to (laughs) miss you're going to miss something because what I have to do was go. He is making a decision. I'm frightened of the decision. Once I found out who he was learning from, I said, this is a different league and I'm not in the league. He just invited me to join the club. So with that, I'm going to close and let you guys uh, ride the wild surf here. Thank you very (laughs) much, uh, chief and a coach. And thank you, Michael, for showing me a lot of things that you've done in your life. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you.
2: Very cool. Very cool. All right, Mike. Now on to your story, man.
1: How old are you right now? I am uh, I just turned 23 in August. 23, okay. And you're living in Washington right now? Yep, yep. I'm living in the rainy state. Okay, so let's go back. What what started this? Let's rewind this whole story. What started with the hoodies and what started with the... <laughs> no, you don't have to get into the hoodies. I don't really I I want to know. So, Michael, the backstory on Mike is that he uh, started lifting weights and just you wanted to change the way you looked right yeah yeah I was uh I was
0: tired of being picked on for being small and thin and I uh, hated the way I looked So, you,
1: who was picking on you the uh, the lacrosse player guys or uh, people girls at
0: school people at school uh, everyone would make comments like just ever since middle school I was always and when I say I was thin, I mean, I was, I was, you can go back to the videos. I was really thin. It wasn't just, Oh, you know, you need to eat more. It was like, I was really, really small. And I, uh, yeah, I I went to the hospital for a lung collapse when I was 16 and I was, I was six foot two or six foot one and a half. And I I was about 112 pounds. So it was to the point where they were concerned about my nutrition. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. And then, so that was in high school, but ever since the beginning of time, I was always, you know, oh, you're going to blow away in the wind. Like I put people putting their hands around my wrists, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I was just so tired and fed up. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So I, I just remember I was, the last day I was in the hospital. I said, I said, I'm, I'm never, when I'm good again, you know, good enough to yeah. perform, I'm going to, I'm going to do something with myself, you know, I'm going to wow. change. So, you were then, like yeah.
1: 16 at this time, 16, 17? What? I was 17 how, years old. Yeah, I was 17. So you're just mm-hmm. about ready to graduate from high school.
0: Yeah, I had one more year, uh, two more years in high school left. It was the start of my junior year, was when I decided to change.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, let me ask you this Was there some dude that, you know, like, did you have a friend there and said, Hey, man, I mean, why, why'd you choose lifting What Here, this is how I see it, Mike. Some kids go, like, some kids go, boom. They go south because everybody's picking on them. And yeah. Some yeah. Rise up because everybody's picking on them, right? Yeah. And you chose to rise up. What was what was that all about? Did you ever have a any kind of an idea like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm just going to check out and run away yeah. from these people? Yeah, all I,
0: yeah I, I, uh, I started doing push-ups and sit-ups um, right before the lung collapse. It was summer. I started okay. doing push and sit ups, right? And I was still seven, or I was 16 at the time, right? So I was, this was before my birthday when I turned 17 and then got the lung collapse, but I was doing push ups and sit ups in my room. And I remember, so we, we need to take it back a, a step further.
1: Yeah, keep going in, back. In high as as school,
0: know. in high school, right? Why they told me I was kind of undernourished and all this in, after the lung collapse was because in high school, sophomore year, I was taken out of regular public high school and I was, I asked to be homeschooled. Um, no one really knew why I kind of just said like, Oh, it's just easier, you know, this and that. But I've always had a bad relationship with food. But it was to the point where I, I would, I would eat, and then I'd want to throw the food up. So oh, I wow. couldn't actually eat the food. I was I was terrified of eating the food because I would just I would want to throw it up. So, so I had a know it, it says.
1: I'm going to get that video. I'm going to get your video attached to this video because you say on that video anorexic to Yeah, I'm not playing around like it was yeah, it no. was
0: to the point where I was like, I, I was genuinely like i'd want to eat dinner or you want to go out to eat mike i'd be like no i already ate but it really i didn't you know i was just i didn't i hated food i hated eating i hated the thought of it i hated everything about it so i was taken out of public school and i was put into homeschool Mm -hmm. just so that i could basically sulk in my sorrows like i i hated going out i that's where the hoodie started i i still wear them to this day but it's kind of because it's cold outside but you know (laughs) you know but no it was because i hated food i wanted to Throw up every time i thought of it just looked at it and i hated food so i became very thin i mean i can't stress it enough the pictures do not do it justice i was a, I was a pencil man yeah, it was terrible
1: Oh, pounds yeah geez
0: yeah at six foot one i was 112 and for a guy that doesn't look too good no right so no no but um so after that you asked about what got me into it right so after yeah. the lung collapsed i was watching videos and this one specific transformation i watched by a guy named Max Sheck. He's a German guy. He doesn't speak English, but we've talked uh, back and forth on our translator thing. His transformation was one year or like 16 months natural transformation. I saw the video and I was mind blown. I couldn't believe that this this normal skinny kid was able to, to put on Whatever it was, thirty pounds or whatever, I just I so couldn't hold fathom up, it. Hold up,
1: so you're watching? Was it some YouTube video or something? Yeah,
0: it was on YouTube. It was right before, right
1: after the lung collapse. Okay, and so then you just, you were just so driven to change the way you looked. It was literally, it was, it was. People were laughing
0: at me when I started because that's all I would fa- fantasize about. I'd post about it. I would, like on my Snapchat, I would post about it. I, it's all I would think about was lifting. All I would do when I get home is I'd watch videos. David Lade, uh Steve Cook, um, Christian Guzman Fitness—all these guys, I'd watch them online, and I was—I was fantasized, I was—I was obsessed, you could say. I was so driven to the point of obsession. That's so then, I thought,
1: didn't you know though that you had to eat as well as lift?
0: <laughs> See, that's that's where that's where the that's where it all started. So I started lifting weights, right? And I went with a few buddies from high school. They knew I was out of. Uh, regular school and I was doing a home school so they invited me and I started lifting and I said I said I want to I want to you know get bigger I want to look bigger right so you know you do the average like get into the gym workout you do some bench you do some curls that's pretty much it that kept up for maybe six weeks or so and then I met a trainer at the gym who was this older trucker who was pretty big you know he, he was into New York muscle radio Joe Rogan podcast stuff like that and he was he was a built dude right so I looked at him like he was, he just Jesus, you know, he knew everything, right? If he cool. looks big, he knows everything, right? Because he and a guy by the name of Casey. Um, and Casey, I walked up to him and I said, What am I doing wrong? And from there, that's thats what ignited the whole entire fire. Okay, so, you just eating,
1: walk up to a guy in the gym, you don't know who he don't is, know him. and I said, I said, Hey, what don't am I doing? Wrong? Up. And you just yep. say, Whoa, I need to look like that. Yep. So you just got up enough guts to walk over and say, Hey, man, what am I doing I, wrong?
0: I, he had his, his things in his earbuds and I, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, well, I, I need to get this started. I said, Hey, hey, man, am I bothering you? Can I, do you have a minute? He said, no. I said, what's your name? I introduced myself. I said, Hey, listen, I'm trying to get better and I'm not trying to, you know, if I keep my ego inflated, I'm not ever going to get better. So I said, I suck at this. Obviously, this is what am I doing wrong? You know, what can I do with this and that? That's what lit the whole fire. That's, and then from there on, it was just boom. That was that. Well, OK, was but let's stop
1: right there. When you say, what am I doing wrong? What was he? What did he start? Well, I was I was eating mainly. So I had my old diet, right, where I would
0: get so hungry to the point where I couldn't not eat. And then I would just binge really quickly. But It was what? mainly like clean, clean food. Huh? Say it again. I was eating. I, I would get hungry to the point where I'd start eating. Right. Yeah. And then I would binge for a little bit. And then it was like a battle to keep the food down. Cause I didn't, I hated the idea of food. Right. And it was mainly clean food. So I wasn't putting on any weight, but I was working out. So it was basically just like, you're eating a bunch of carbohydrates, basically crackers, chips, like just like you're basically junk, you know? Yeah. And I told, I told this guy Casey about it and he goes, well, that's where you're going wrong. He said, you need to stop being afraid. You're you're, you look relatively healthy, but you're, you're very thin. He didn't want to be rude. And I appreciate that of him. He could have called me a twig he was like, in simpler terms, you know, you're very thin. You need to start eating things like whole foods, you know, uh, throw in ice cream or milk, eat pizza, don't be afraid to eat steak. Like, you're not going to die if you pick up a piece of steak, you know what I mean? Like, he said, you need to start doing these things. I remember having an internal battle in my head that night. I was driving around in my car with from my, I had a yeah. cousin, Josh. He had the shop and everything. That's where we got the boost thing from, my dad. Anyway, so I was driving around and I was like, it's now or never. So basically, I went home and I started eat. I made eggs, right? And I made some eggs on toast, avocados, rice, and I started eating it. And I got that feeling like this is I shouldn't eat. And then I was like, you know what? No. Like I was like, in five years, I'm gonna thank myself so much if I can just grow up. And just it gave me the biggest level of motivation. And I was I was able to eat the food. And from that day on, no matter what, it's always it's gonna suck now, but it's gonna suck so much more later if i don't just do this so i just from that moment on i started eating everything in sight, everything and that's when i just ballooned Did you feel like
1: throwing up or anything
0: i the the thought of me staying the same made me so angry that i just couldn't anymore so i just started eating ev- literally everything in sight I, I would just pound it down i started doing watching videos on everybody like david laid a guy that i inspired me that I tried to kind of not recreate, but I took like major advice. And people say we look similar, so I was like, I watched his videos and I started basically doing the same kind of ordeal. I started eating everything in sight. Yeah, like I said, the motivation from being small made me just get over the fear of it. Like I was just so now you're
1: eating everything in sight, and then what got you on the resistance training program, the, the weight? So
0: he the first first seven months or so, I was working out with Casey. Uh, He had me doing some bodybuilder split, bench, legs, back, you know, repeat. How many days a week were you doing it and for how long? Six, but I would skimp on legs quite often. I hate, I didn't like legs um, (laughs) at all. I I did not like training legs. I didn't take deadlift seriously, but I loved bench. Right. And that's obvious. That's a very, Oh, what do you want to do? Like first day in the weight room, you go, you're going to bench. Right. So, that's what I did, right? And I remember my upper body, it, I got pretty decent size, right? And then in my transformation video, it said one year, okay? And, th- and from that year on, after the seven months, that's when the resistance training started. That's when I okay. said I need for to start a year. For a
1: year, that first, what did you say, seven weeks or seven months? I can't remember.
0: Seven months. It
1: was, res- it was months. basic that's training. A long, that's a long time. So you were, were you meeting Casey at the gym every day? Yeah, he Six he ended up moving ended
0: up moving away that summer so when i say that summer i had the lung collapse in october so mm-hmm. october to like summertime ish that's when i was with casey right uh actually like, like april like springtime sorry so from then to the, like springtime that's when i was with casey that's when i was working out with
1: him you're lifting differently you're lifting you, you weren't lifting yeah. before you're eating yeah. way differently because you weren't really eating before Mm-mm. what was your mindset from what you started with to what you were in October, where you're coming out of the hospital with a collapsed lung to now I'm in the gym in the summer. What's, what's your mindset look like? Cause now, you know, you're different. You look different. You take your shirt off (laughs) look in the mirror and you're like, okay, I'm a little different now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So the mindset changed because the confidence I got from the gym, but it was a different type of confidence. Like I'm going to do my best to explain this as quickly as I can. There's He's an ego the inflation, in the world, bro.
1: Just to, okay. Just, uh, you know what there's you're a, doing, honestly. You're helping a lot of a lot of people right now. You are helping. That, right. that was the goal, man. That was the yeah. that's the only thing
0: I've ever wanted to do. Is just yeah. someone be like, I want to be like, I want to change because he did it. That's the only goal, man. So yeah. okay, take your time. So there's a there's a big difference between an ego inflation and uh confidence, right? And people get them mixed up. They think being kind of excuse my language, being a dick. And then being somebody that you can look up to is the same. It's not. An ego inflation is me getting some gains, being like, okay, and I'm the best in the world now. And, you know, everyone else can basically stiff it, right? Or there's the, wow, like, I put on some size, but there's still room to improve. That's where the hoodies came from. People would tell me, you look phenomenal. Why don't you take your hoodie? Like, why don't you take your, like, I'd be at, like, events hanging out with friends. You look awesome. Like, you've blown up. Why, Why do you hide it? And I'm like, it's not hiding it. I'm just it's not there yet. I'd always tell, and they don't, they would never understand it. It's like, it's not there yet. You know, what I meant by that is I'm not happy yet. I'm not like exactly where I want to be. Right. Like I've made some gains, but there's so much more to to have, you know? So I, I was in the mindset of down the road, not in the present, you know? So that was, that was my mindset. I went, yeah, I was confident, but I was like, I I could take this decently far, you know? So I, that's when I realized it's time to run with it, you know? So, That's summertime, right? So that's summertime. I'm still lifting. You still, still haven't on.
1: done any leg workouts yet.
0: Not much. It yeah. changed the following year, which was my senior year. So yeah.
1: well, let's summer, talk about October. and Casey moves out, he moves out of town. And yeah. Now, so it's it's April, right? And he moves out of town. Okay, April. Yeah. And you're so thinking, you want to talk
0: about him moving?
1: Yeah, you're thinking. Well, now this is my mentor, teacher, coach right. that I've had right. for a long time now. So right. Here. So Casey
0: moved uh, and the day of, I was sad. You know, everyone was sad. Yeah. Casey was the local legend. I asked him, Hey, let me pull out my phone. I still have the notes on my phone. Actually. It's the same, same notes and same everything on my iCloud. So I was like, Hey, I need to write down what to do. Cause you're leaving. I want to get your phone number. All right. I was like, I'm, I'm, you know, you're going to be gone. Right. If I have a question, what am I going to do? So I got his phone number. I wrote down all the notes everything he told me and we spent like half hour and I was like, all right, shook hands, gave him a hug. I
1: said, thanks for everything, man. And then let's say, stop, stop. Tell me, uh, tell me like two things maybe that you can remember from those notes.
0: Right. So the first thing was, um, as long as you're in a surplus, you shouldn't worry too much within your first year or two, you're going to grow. That's what he said. So he said, don't stress, don't think too much about it. And then the second thing he wrote in the notes was, basically um it's, it's in simpler terms uh hypertrophy you want to grow right but in order to grow you have to get stronger in order to progress right and that was the most important thing anyone ever told me because from there that's when i blew up right that's literally when that senior year is when two years i was i looked completely different you know cool. so so yeah. that's
1: year one let's go to year two what, what was going on okay. who be who casey's spot anybody nobody a new somebody no, no, it was, that
0: was that man. It was, he was gone. He's, you know, working out of town trucking or whatever. And yeah. So, um, summer ends right. Summer comes to an end. And I, uh, I realized like, yeah, this is fun, but it's about to get real. I, I have to, you know, I has to suck a little bit in order to see myself grow. It was getting too easy. Right. So I was like, I need to start hitting legs, compound movements. I need to start squatting, benching, deadlifting very seriously because I'm natural. Right. I'm, I'm not geared. So I, in my personal this is my opinion, this is what I learned over the time, trial and error. If you yep. want to grow the natural lifter, you have to get stronger. You cannot do the same things and get bigger. You can't. It's the law of diminishing if you right, if you did 135 for the rest of your life for set to ten, you would you would stop growing. You have to progress. It's like the calf. You know, the calf turns into the cow and the person grows as they're carrying it, right? It's progressive overlook. I started squatting, benching, and deadlifting. And I ran a push pull legs program.
1: Hold so up! Why is deadlifting and squatting? What tell everybody what a compound lift is in your mind, and then why are those even important? Well, it's just a compound movement is uh, it's a bunch of muscles working together
0: to achieve the same thing, right? A deadlift, you know, you got your posterior chain, your spinal erectors, hamstrings, glutes, everything, right? You got to tuck your lats when you're pulling squatting well i heard it increases testosterone so i was like you know light bulb i'm like this is perfect i'm gonna That's me up for that one. yeah so i start squatting right and i realized it's you know testosterone increase you're working pretty much everything core stability glutes hamstrings posterior chain you got to tuck your core whether that means the front the back everything you're got to be tight right so I, I, it's compound lifts you do them so that you can grow it's it's there in my opinion there's nothing that can recreate better than doing a squat and any other accessory like quad extensions, hamstring curl. You can get the most out of squatting. Like you ask any lifter, if you had to lift one lift for the rest of your life, most of them would say it's the squat. Most of them would because it pretty much does the most, you know. Yeah. It's
1: it's pretty much the most. Deadlifting. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You bench press, do you ever feel like throwing up? Uh,
0: m- mainly because, mainly because I, I have to eat so much. So it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. for anything other my reason. than I'm, this:
1: <laughs> Here's my—I should really just state my question. What makes you feel like throwing up if you just <laughs> eat the same amount? You know, what makes you feel like throwing up if you lift it hard,
0: squatting like for sure, easily squat. squatting, squatting because you're yeah.
1: using so much and you got to be so yeah. tight and you got to be so dialed in. You know, the and squat you know, is the, definitely the uh, support you have is is your feet that are that big on the floor, right? right okay. it's, it's gotta, definitely uh and it's deadlift, the reckoning deadlifting too is because that works your shoulders lats and back and you, you know,
0: everything good. yeah it's it's uh it's quite the, it's my favorite one of my favorite lifts but i love the deadlift people call me the deadlift specialist i'm not great but i'm they say I'm, i have good leverages for it and we're working towards it but anyways yeah so, so yeah, I, got the, I interrupted
1: you but that's when you're starting to grow and you're starting to see it feel it differently yeah
0: yeah totally that's that was when i as soon as I started incorporating those things, that's, that's when it was like, okay, like this is, this is becoming something else. You know, it's not just looking like getting in the gym to get fit. It's like, Holy smokes, you know, I'm growing a lot, you know? yeah. So we, we're, uh, we're in so the, what the you can
1: go to? Are you still going to the gym six days a week or are you going to the gym? <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm going to the gym six days. I'm hitting two muscle groups a week, right? So I'm squatting twice, deadlifting twice, benching twice, and I'm hitting arms. Almost every day. I don't hit arms on legs. That's it, right? So it's my squat day. I don't hit arms, but so senior year starts right.
1: And uh, how I much are you weighing low. now, Mike? How much are you weighing? In- oh yeah, so I hit one sixty. I hit
0: one sixty, but we went from
1: one twelve to one sixty in about eighteen months.
0: Yeah, and I still looked pretty lean, which was surprising. I just I I think I hold the way my body is made up and the way I've fat stored my insertions just whatever it is I just look lean when I'm not and it's it's pretty convenient you know but, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fun so, so yeah. I'm about 160 give or take like fluctuating you know 155 160 162 you yeah, know whatever so yeah. I you know it goes up and down as how in much days.
1: protein are you consuming while you're doing how much per, day, per day grams of protein per day that you're consuming I, time
0: see, I didn't have like a, a food scale or anything but ballpark I mean, okay, real quick, sidetracked. So I have a food scale now, right? Because I like to weigh out stuff just to know how much, like how many calories I'm eating, right? So before I didn't have a food scale. So I would think it would say 200 calories worth of pasta was 65 grams. And I was thinking 65 grams. So I dumped like the whole box in. (laughs) So I would eat the whole box of, you know, and then I would eat brats. And it would say like one link is like 19 grams or whatever. I'd say that isn't much. So I'd cut up the six brats, throw them in there. And then it would say, you know, the Alfredo, right? The <laughs> 70 calories. I was like, that's nothing. I dumped the whole thing in, right? 60 grams of pasta is like, it's like, it's that much, you know? So it's like this bare, baby amount. So I was eating like 3000 calories worth of pasta, you know, 1600 worth of brats. Like, man, I'm, I was probably consuming like north of 160 or 80 grams a day of protein. <laughs> Easily, like it's without a doubt, one hundred and sixty. That's how you grow. Yeah, right. Like, isn't it a per pound of body weight or half a pound per pound of body weight? Pretty yep. sure. Pounds. I was getting way more than enough in, man. Because I was when I say surplus, I was not kidding. It was a uh, senior year started, and this is what my routine would be. Right, I'll tell you my food routine real quick. Yeah. yeah. So I'd get up and I'd get up in the morning, and I started waking up early because I I hated waking up early. But I was like, if I wake up early, it gives me that much more time to eat. So I'd wake up early and I was homeschooled. So I'd just sit in that chair, right? Powerlifter's dream. I'd sit in the chair, I'd stuff my face all day and then I'd go lift. So it was like, man, I would wake up, I'd eat, right? And then this is, this is where my dad said, he said he kind of got to see it from the sidelines, but not really. I kept it pretty tough what I was doing. I would eat, right? And I was so in tune with my body that I'd go upstairs and I had this mirror. Yeah. Um, I would go upstairs and I would practice posing. Like bodybuilding posing. Yeah, right. and so I practice posing, right? And I would turn on the heater because it would give me a pump so I could see what I look like with a pump, right? So I practice my physique, my posing. And I did that for like almost two years, right? And so I got okay at it. I'm not going to say good because I know I'll, I'll get something for that, but I got okay at it, right?
2: Yeah, no, that's a whole I'd other
0: practice way. every single day. I'd eat a meal, I'd fill up, I'd drink the water, and I could see glycogen. I'd see myself filling out as the day would go on. So I'd practice posing in different lighting. I'd weigh myself constantly. Like I said, I was obsessed with weightlifting, right? So I would do that. I'd go back downstairs. Next meal, right? Same thing all day. And then finally gym time, right? I'd go lift, you know, do my thing, come home. Same exact thing. I'd do that, go to bed and repeat every single day for like a year and a half.
1: Was there something that you ate? Was it the same thing every day, like tuna fish or... Whatever. No, so it was pretty much my diet consisted of,
0: and I don't recommend this, but this is what I did. So I ate, I'd eaten a lot of eggs. It was easy to eat eggs, like poached eggs, not scrambled. It was easy for me to eat poached eggs, but I'd eat them on toast, right? And for the toast, I'd spread like either, either avocado, but it was mainly coconut oil on it because coconut oil, a tablespoon is 120, I think. So I'd mm-hmm. spread it on there and I would eat that. I'd eat two sittings of that. And with every meal, I had about six of the, like, Toll House crackers with peanut butter on them. And once again, I didn't know what I was doing, so I thought one tablespoon was a mound, a heaping tablespoon. So I was probably getting in, for every tablespoon, four tablespoons, right? So I was, you know, spreading them on, eating the crackers, right? Okay, next meal would consist of probably something like chicken. There'd always be chicken in a crock pot with rice, and I would have beans, a lot of just black beans, tons of them. Lentils, tons of that stuff, too. Um, I'd have that once again, crackers with peanut butter, but it was the mountains, right? And then I would have some chips with like, you know, just snack on chips. I like chips. Um, I was very thin. I didn't, you know, I don't recommend it, but I just ate pretty much like half a bag, a bag a day maybe. And then, you know, like second lunch, third lunch, fourth lunch, etc. cetera. It's the same things, chicken, the rice, more chips. Like I didn't drink much milk or dairy back then as I, as much as I do now, because it's easy to easier to get the calories in. Um, but I didn't take supplements. I, so I was only food. So my growth for the first two years was basically food. I mean, you I took pre-workout a shake, a protein supplement
1: shake or anything. N-
0: not at first. It was only, it was only like late into the, into senior year that I started drinking. I drank a uh, serious mass by Optimum nutrition.
1: Yeah.
0: And then that just, that just helped me even more with the food. Yeah. I was, I mean, but it was mainly food, yeah. So, and then dinner, a pizza. I usually like to eat half a pizza a day too. Half a pizza, pasta with brats, more peanut butter. Crackers, How many
1: calories do fun? you think you burnt when you were lifting? How long was your session? And you know, obviously, it depends on if you're squatting compared to bench. Yeah, going to uh, be different. But I
0: would say about two hours on average. But oh. I loved the gym, right? So I I, I was there practicing what i did right and i would go later when no one was there so no one could see me Yeah, but i practice posing and i have pictures of every day that's why my transformation there's sits in such great detail because yeah. i have pictures of everything you know i felt kind of like that guy you know like yeah you know what i mean but yeah it was because i had to get the progress i had to you know what i mean i had to do it you know i had to get the progress pics in so i knew Exactly when was oh I remember that day I felt like this or that day or oh I really looked good that day I need to recreate that you know so I yeah. took pictures at
1: every session. It's like I've had some conversations with your dad, just not even about you, but about young men because I have, like I told you, I have three boys. And yeah, I think lifting and what you're what we're talking about right now it brings the lion out in you guys. Oh totally, I would agree a hundred percent. It's yeah. So since you agree with that, what? Let's go back to mindset. What are you thinking now? You were 112 pounds. Now you look in the mirror. You're 160.
0: Yeah, I'm that pushing line
1: 100- Looks different.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, I can't slow down because you know the wolf climbing the hill is always hungrier than the one at the top. So I'm thinking I can't slow down. You know, there's there's just too much. To, to be had too much to re- like reap the rewards you know I, I say and it did i'm not gonna lie it sounds like it was all fun and games like i still had body dysmorphia so i'd look in the mirror and i still saw this skinny same guy but i i was inflated like sweats what is that 112 to 160 that's almost that's 40 pounds plus pretty yeah. much right that's so i still saw the sm- small frail guy but it was like, I knew I was making gains, but it's just body dysmorphia. It's hard to explain it to anyone, you know, but yeah. I, I still saw that small guy, but the mindset was just, I have to keep going. You know, how did you, over so, that?
1: how did you get over that? That mindset of looking in the mirror and still seeing that small guy, whatever got you.
0: Well, it's still kind of there today, even not much, but it's still there. It's still, you're your worst judge, you know? So you're gonna be the hardest on yourself out of anybody else. That's just how it works. So I still have that to this day. But the best thing that's helped me is just seeing. Like I'm in so so in tune with my body from posing, practicing the e- eating, the the years of doing it that I'm like, I know I've made progress and I can see it day to day. You know, if I eat, suppose and I eat whatever the night before, half a pizza, right, and I drink a bunch of water it's a lot of sodium. I'm going to wake up, I'm going to look pumped, right? I'm going to wake up kind of with a pump. If I don't eat much the day before I'll be flat, you know, so I'll know and I'm not too hard on myself. I'm like, well, it's because I didn't eat much yesterday, right? So it's loving yourself, you know, being more respectful of your body, right? You're in tune. That's, that's what's helped me. So,
1: you know, the converse of this whole thing, or the inverse, however, you would describe it is the big people, Reducing the calories they, to take in. You were you were in your words, you were skinny, super skinny little guy, yeah. and so yeah. you were you were calorie overloading to build your body up. And there's also yeah. the inverse of this. There's big people that calorie reduction, but got to do the same thing, right? They got to lift, of course. They got to yeah. do that to to build their body up because underneath that bigness is a lot of muscle. Tons. If you want that yeah, when, muscle to come forward and come out? You got to reduce those calories that you take in. Like you, right. You have that muscle structure, even when you weighed 112 pounds, you still had the God-given muscles on your body. They just weren't full.
0: No, you couldn't see them, right? So,
1: they, yeah, they weren't there. So it was
0: the same thing. You know, these guys diet for a show in the off-season. You know, the Olympia competitors, the men's physique guys, they diet right, and then they're dieting. And they look totally different in the off season. Than they will, right? It's the same thing, right? So you were calling the guy skinny, right? Me, and then, but it's just like calling an off season Olympia competitor fat. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, wait, you know what I mean? Just wait, and you'll see. Hard to maintain
1: four percent right? body fat. I mean, you can't.
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's no. You're you're gonna have problems. You know, you're gonna have sex drive issues, hormones. It's yeah, it's it's no joke dieting like
1: that. Yeah, it's, it's no joke. It's insane. So. Um, so now we're in year three, right? Uh, year three? Not yet. Okay. Keep, not going.
0: Yet. keep going. Senior year. Okay. So I start blowing up. I'm weighing 165-ish. And then, so I start pushing the food more and I start hitting the push-pull legs very seriously. And I didn't have weightlifting equipment, so I didn't have a gym belt. I didn't have knee sleeves for squatting. So I was doing it raw. Okay. I get the, this belt for my birthday, or not for my birthday. It was Christmas. Yeah, was, I got my first belt for Christmas. My, it was an Inzer belt, a prong belt. I got, a, I got it for Christmas, and I started lifting in it. I got my knee sleeves from Mark Bell, um, how much you benched on that. I got his knee sleeves for squatting. I didn't have weightlifting shoes. I just squatted in Vans. They're flat shoes. So that's what I heard, chucks or Vans or whatever. So I started squatting in those. I start – and squatting is my worst lift, right? But I'm, I went from basically like 35s, I think, to I was repping 225 considerably easily. And it was high bar, right? And I would go to the floor, so ATG, all the way down, all the way up. And I'm six two. There's a lot to travel there.
1: Oh, you know, I see you. So I the, saw your squat. You're getting down.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I was squatting to the floor, right? And I attribute a lot of my the the looks to that. I mean, I have the insertions for it, but I was that's a lot of quad. I mean, you know what I mean? So I'm squatting like that, and it's a lot of quad. I start deadlifting, and I switch the sumo that same year. And that's when it just, it, I was, I can't stress how much one lift progressed and people started, people were like, how are you doing this? Right. And I was like, I don't know, honestly, it's the food and it's the, it's the, the training. I was so uneducated, but so educated at the same time, Passion, like not education in the sense that I didn't really know how to like plan my training better, but educated in the sense that while I was 18 and I was hitting compound lifts, I knew how to, take in the food. I kn- so you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard as a teenager, but you know, so I start deadlifting and right. I added from a plate, maybe two plates. I start pulling sumo and then I start stacking the plates, three, four, five, you know, and I still have yet to hit six wheels, which is 585. I'm going to this year though, but man, you know how strong your
1: grip, up. your forearm grip and traps and, and gotta be. Yeah.
0: I, I was pulling mixed in the videos. So under over right now I pull hook so I'm pulling hook and because I like double over and I don't want to blow my bicep out. Um, but so I, I was deadlifting. Yeah. And I remember going from the plate to 500 for reps on like blocks. I was pulling off blocks and I was, yeah, man, I mean six, I was doing six reps of block pulls with 500 pounds. I was doing beltless 405 work. I was, my deadlift looked real snappy. It didn't look the best, you know, but it was, you know, I was doing my thing and my bench I benched, you know, 225 for sets of 10. It was almost catching up with my squat. I'm not too good of a squatter, but now that's not the case. But back then it was.
1: how um, did that make you feel? When Tell everybody how that made you feel, taking that weight off the floor in a deadlift like that.
0: It was the most surreal, like, because I was, you almost forget who you are when you first start. But I, I remember picking up the weight. I have a video of me pulling 500 off the ground. And I just look over to my buddy and I'm like this. And I don't don't do that. Don't turn your head when you're pulling. But I did it. And I was like, I just, I was, it was such a, I can't explain the feeling. It was like that kid that I was talking like about. you watching
1: yourself do it almost.
0: Literally, I, I was looking over and I was like, in that instance, I guess you could say, I was thinking about, well, that kid that was like, if I don't start eating now, it's going to suck way more, right? And, and it's those feelings in my head, right? It's like, I would never have been able to do this if I would have been like, yeah, I can't, I can't eat, man. You know what I mean? So I was like, kind of like, I did it. Like I, I kicked this thing's. You know, I kicked its butt. You know, I I pretty much won at that moment. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. won. You know, but yeah. against myself. You know, it was like a
1: war with myself. Like, yeah, you didn't so block didn't. yourself. You didn't block yourself from being your best you, mm-hmm. which you were doing before. Sounds like to me. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, no, I was. Instead of, I
0: was basically just get out of my way. You know, <laughs> like to yeah. myself, I was like, get, get out of my way. Like I got stuff to do. You know,
1: so. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. So that so was, that was where, that was, where, we at. where so you go to year three now or.
0: Yeah. So end of year three. Okay. So this is, here's a time, a little jump in the times. So yeah. year two comes to an end senior year. It's the end of the senior year. I tone it back on the compound lifts um, because I'm about to start working. So I start working and I'm out of town. Okay. Unfortunately, I had to not completely stop, but basically entirely stop for that year. Yeah. So that that full year, nothing memorable happened, nothing at all. I barely trained. I don't even count that year, right? So that's year three. But when I say three-year transformation, I'm talking three years of when I was training. Yeah. So three years while I was training, right? So that year- Your your
1: third actual year, you really didn't do a whole lot.
0: Nothing. I I basically went stagnant because of work and situations. Life happens, and I was kind of growing up-
1: differently and yeah it was back to the you know a meal
0: or two a day it
1: was so okay. I, I kind of well, lost you weren't, you weren't you didn't have a you weren't um food wasn't like not good looking to you or anything so you, so,
2: you were just busy to,
1: you were busy yeah that.
0: yeah yeah one thing to mention about the senior year was the heaviest I ever was I was pushing like 205 but I was oh. I was I had, I had a pretty well, you put on 107 or no 100 pounds Really. Yeah, it was, it nice. was me. That was when I was pretty fluffed up though. So a lot of it was like the dirt, the bulk, you know, when I added the mass gainers and stuff like that. But that yeah. was towards the end before summer, I was pushing 200 plus like waking up and I, I wasn't always I like lean, like, you know, stage ready, but I, I looked okay, but I was very heavy. Like I, you could tell, like I had kind of a chin and I have like a pretty thin face. So it's like people knew I was like pushing food hard, you know? Yeah. Right. But, that's one thing to mention. It was it was one sixty-five and then towards the springtime I just blew up even further. So um, and that was the five hundred, that was the two twenty-five for reps, that was the three fifteen squat high bar, ask to grass, you know, of those things. So, but anyway, so then year three, but it's not really year three. So that doesn't count, right? The following year I start my career, right? I start working and then I broke my hand, no training. So fast forward, nothing memorable happened there. there. Um, year three started last year. So how old are I you? I'm 20 at this point. Okay. Right. So I start lifting again. So and really it's
1: 17 and 18. You're lifting 19. No 20. You're back in.
0: Yeah. Got yeah. So yeah, it would be 16 to, or sorry, 17 to 18. Right. And then through my 18th, but right before I turned 19, I basically, that was when I had to start like going out of town such. So now we're 20 and I start, it's Europe COVID again. Right. So, but right before it's right when COVID like the summer after March of COVID. Right. So I, uh, I remember I lost, I lost some of my gym gear. So I ordered new equipment. I ordered, uh, another belt. I ordered knee sleeves and I ordered weightlifting shoes. Okay. And this was the most important year for a few reasons. So I, I was uh, hanging out with like a buddy, uh, two buddies. And they were like, you got to talk to this guy. You know, he's, he's an ex power lifter. Like he's a genius coach. Right. So this guy's name is Mark real and he coaches at Camus high school. Mm. And he is phenomenal with weight training. Like that was, that was where it went from the, the like craziness, like kicked into the next drive that like he is that's where I got most of my powerlifting knowledge from was him. Wow. And that's when it that's when year three started with strictly so like powerlifting. Tell us training. how you worked out with him or how that looked. What so I went up and I said, Hey, you know, I was around 150 again on 60. So whatever. You that like, high
1: school, no, you were 20 years old. So you just went over to the high school and said, Hey coach.
0: No, no, no. He he uh, stopped he stopped coaching. His boys went to uh, college football and he stopped okay. coaching at the high school. Um and so he's retired, he's at home you know um and that's when they said hey you should go talk to him so i i I called i asked if it was okay and i came up right so we're about to start working and right before you know I, i turned and this i was 20 i turned 21 and then i was like hey you know uh it's time to basically go like i was like can you start teaching me coaching me basically i was like i'll pay and he didn't want money he said it's okay uh and i said i won't waste your time you know like i'm really serious about this uh so if you want me to pay i will and i think he understood that because he was like he could see like a fire in my eye i think because he was like you can definitely see when somebody needs it versus when they're just kind of there for fun right right and when i say needed i mean like like i said it was my life you know it was my whole life like i it was what got me out of the worst situations in high school it's what made me grow up into like a young man you know yeah so We start talking and he's like, all right, come by, start training here, you know, four days a week. And I was like, I was like, hold on four days a week. I was like, wait, like with all due respect, like I wanted to get bigger and stronger, you know, and he kind of laughs and he's like, he's like kind of like a Mr. Miyagi. Right. Right. So what I mean by that is his training is so unconventional. You, you would think, why am I even here? But let me tell Tell, you, tell us,
1: tell everybody what something that would be
0: unconventional So I I go to this gym uh, real quick. I go to this gym in Hazeldale. Right. I go to a few powerlifting gyms and the guys were like basically in high school, what they did to me, they were like, oh, you're too skinny. You can't do this. You you have to, you have to put on all this size. And I'm like thinking, okay, like, so you can't help me. And basically in like shorter terms, they're like, you got to get bigger and then come back and talk to me anyways. So that's like Cobra Kai, right? (laughs) Like, you know, that's like Cobra Kai. So I go to, I go to. Mr. Miyagi, right, Mark, and I'm like, that's when we start working together, and he's like, all right, are you ready? He goes, you're not going to show up in a belt or uh, knee sleeves, you're going to show up in your weightlifting shoes, and I'm like, all right, you know, what? so he has me get under the bar, and he's like, you're going to do high bar, and I'm like, again, I'm like, with all due respect, like, I'm 6'2", I, I need to, I want to do low bar, and he said, we'll get to that, you have to do high bar, so I go under, it. I start squatting, he in within like two weeks he fixes everything that i was doing wrong he starts me with the overhand or the overhead squat like almost like a weight olympic weightlifting style okay, up here. and he said if you want to find out what's wrong with somebody's form you have them do an overhead squat you'll know exactly what needs to be addressed and he, he was right he had me doing ankle mobility to, so that i could hit better depth he had me doing a bunch of hip work where i would stretch my adductors almost like a split he had me doing tons of rolling tons of a bunch of warm up stuff, right. That I never did before. So I was sweating before I even started squatting. That was about 15 minutes. And then he had me get under the bar and I was doing twenties and I can't stress it enough. When he said, do it twenties to a 20 rep squat. I was like freaking, I was like, what are you serious? I was, I was almost mad. I was like, this is going to not only suck, but isn't this just pointless like cardio. So I do it. And so from the high bar, And I'm talking nearly perfect form. This guy is hard on form. I mean, it's, I've seen some lifts where I'm like, that's perfect. And he's like, you did good. But, and I'm like, but are you serious right now? So anyways, I'm doing the squats, the twenties, and I go from about 155 pounds on the twenties to basically 235 or 240 high bar for twenties. And he's having me do sets of five in my head. And he would get, he'd get like, he'd spot me and he would yell like he would, like a coach would, right? He would yell, come on, Mike, like you can do it. He'd he'd use what I told him from my past to kind of fuel it further. You know what I mean? So that helped a lot. And then for the deadlift, he had me doing some very unconventional stuff. And let me mention one other thing about this guy. He never had me do the same thing. He would have me do. So once one week, it would be different. One week, it'd be different. One week, it'd be different. For example, conventional deadlift, the sumo, the trap bar. And then I would be doing like split squats for the deadlift. So I'd split my legs. And then for the squat, I'd be using the safety squat bar. looks kind of like a roller coaster. And then I'd be doing high bar. Then I'd be doing low bar. Then I'd be doing front squats. And I'd do banded work, chained work. He never had me doing the same things. Like I would come around to the same things again, but it was in a rotation, right? And he said, you got to confuse yourself. And it worked. I thought it was the dumbest thing. This is where I was like the Mr. Miyagi thing. I was like, this is not going to work. And then I remember doing five by fives with 275 and it looking easy and I'm hitting great depth and it looks perfect. My back looks like a two by four and I'm like, hold on a minute. Like this guy is, he's onto something, right? Okay. So this is, this is the year that everything changed. That's when I made my transformation. We start the peak, a powerlifting program peak. Me and him sit down for like almost 30 minutes, an hour, and we make our program, powerlifting program. And this is where almost every coach disagrees, like almost with me about it he's like you're going to be doing complexes a conjugate so for every strength workout you do right after you're going to do a power a speed workout right because they go hand in hand and I'm, everyone's like that's stupid you know you're going to get done squatting and do jumps that's dumb And i'm like okay just, just give me a second so i started doing that right the complexes so after bench we do the medicine ball throws after squat we do jumps right and then for the deadlift it was just tons of banded work Tons of banded work, and within eight weeks of his lifts, I totaled like I can't remember the exact number on hand. Pretty sure I totaled a thousand thirty pounds, or yeah, one thousand thirty, one thousand fifty, at around a hundred and I think sixty ish body weight. Dang, right. So as a senior, I was like pushing you know north of two hundred pounds, and I'm stronger at one sixty with Coach Real. So yeah. I'm thinking this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. And in the videos, man, you you can see it. I'm just like my deadlift. You can. It's like a robot. It's just crazy. Like it's unbelievable what he had me doing.
1: You and know. Coach so that's year three. You, right? That's what a coach. Yeah. Me. Yeah.
0: Totally. So that's yeah. year three. That's year three. I started eating. You know, pasta brats, everything, the whole nine yards. But so he the, helped me with
1: uh, what to eat and, and rest and. All he that said.
0: Stuff. He said, eat till you're full. He said, get some good sleep. That's it, though. He was really just focused on that. He's a man of simplicity. If you overdo it, there's no sense. He said, eat till you're full. Get some good sleep. That was it. You know, it's the simplest thing. It's, you know, keep eat it's... till you're full, man.
1: Yeah. Keep it. Simple. That's it. He uh, he got you when you needed it and he got you where you need it. And are I'm you still st- yeah. working with him? Are you still working with him?
0: Yeah. He, you know, Mr. Miyagi, like when, when he's done teaching Daniel, son, you know, it, he kind of goes off and does his own thing. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like we still talk and he's still, but he knows kind of that I know what I'm doing. Like he's taught me well enough. Yeah. So I'm still right now, currently me and my two buddies, were are running the peak program again. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to, I'll have a video up about our mock meet when we do it. I'm real excited about that.
1: Very cool. So tell me yeah. what's going on with the, the future of you and what what's your vision for. I mean, are you going to start training kids or what are you going to do? What, what's your deal?
0: <laughs> I'm still pretty young, you know, mm-hmm. very young. A lot of people say I, I'm still pretty young, though, in the eyes of like, you know, great, great lifters. Uh, I want to be like a, a Kaler Wollum, Dr. Deadlift. Uh, he's, we're basically the same. We are the same, like structure wise, like deadlift. We look pretty much identical as far as the way we lift. So I want to be like, pretty much like him. Like I want to kind of take after him. Um, my future, right. The physique stuff is awesome. Like I love it. Do you want to
1: right? go, go on stage and do that?
0: Uh Maybe one day that requires a ton. And, uh, so next year I'm probably taking the year off of work. And that's when I think I'm going to, you know, pull quite ridiculous weights get, yeah. get a decent bench a decent squat uh get up into the like 1600 total uh but my goal of all time right and i cross my fingers i want to hit like 1800 naturally so no peds just yeah. just doing what i do because uh i'm not necessarily at a point in my life where i feel comfortable doing that because it's not i'm just doing it basically for fun i yeah. mean not really fun but yeah, like that's hobby. their
1: job. those guys do that one. yeah
0: that so so my health is kind of more important uh that being said like it if an be <laughs> yeah to- totally right and, and being at the top level is never healthy no matter what it's it's being at the top requires a ton of sacrifice you know whether that be your health your well-being your mental capacity to handle everything stress when you're at a top level if for powerlifting especially it's not healthy it's not it's just not but uh, that's what it requires. So 1,800, right, You rise up,
1: you compete, and then you come back, and then you can yeah. rise up again And after what you've learned and take it all in and you go compete again. So
0: this year, right, I want to hit a 585 deadlift. I want to hit 405 on the squat, and I want to hit a 315 bench. And I've had those numbers in my head since high school. After those, if when I can successfully complete those, I think I'm going to take it probably to the next level where I start taking it. Very seriously, like 1800 total, naturally taking time off to compete. Really, that's all I do. Uh, As far as the physique thing goes, I would like to one day, you know, I just need to get bigger, much bigger. Uh, Um, uh, so I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna work on that, but it's just gonna be pretty much having fun with it for now. But after the 585, you know, 315, 405, uh, I want to hit that at 160. I think that'd be pretty, pretty impressive. That's a 1305 total at 160. And at 6'2", that'd be like, you know, very decently impressive around here. I have a few guys that are telling me that'd be...
1: Yeah, you got a lot of lean body mass, you know. um, Yeah. You have to think about, because you have such a wealth of knowledge, Mike, from where you came from, your mindset, what you looked like, who you thought you were, and and now where you're at, your mindset, what you look like, and who you know you are is so vastly different i just know you could help so many people by just being who you are i mean you're super easy to talk to you're super smart you know and and you got this enormous wealth of knowledge in this sport of lifting and body changing body transformation and um and obviously the more you you grow the more you know the more you go the more you know the more you went to the gym the more you go the more you know when you weren't going to the gym you didn't know much about that but the more you went the more you go the more you know the more you know the more you desire the more you desire the more you change and transform and so all that's so so cool hey man i'm going to close this off um all right we got to do this again definitely i always have I always ask everybody that's on my show, I think, even your dad, the wordsmith, when uh, <laughs> when he was on, I ask oh, yeah. him, because the show is called Another Rep with Coach Hagan, what does another mm-hmm. rep mean to you? Another rep means another step,
0: right? And when you want to get better, the only way to do it is to do it again. So for that, it means whether it be for school or for showing up to work on time. Or powerlifting. In order to get better, you have to do it again, right? And whether that be small goals leading to big goals, another rep just means getting better. Getting better leads to greatness over time. So, I love that. That's All I got.
1: I love that's <laughs> all you need, man. That's all I got. That's, <laughs> that's all, all I got. That's so good, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, of course, yeah. love having you on the show. And we're not gonna, we're not done, man. You're gonna, you're gonna keep repping, and I'm gonna. Uh, yep. I'm gonna get you back on here and I'm gonna you I'm gonna to have to use your technology technological skills to probably blend your video to this video or however we can get okay. that. Yeah I just uh, whatever just shoot me an email, you know, or yeah. text me. We'll help each other out. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you for having me. Thanks a lot. Oh man, young Mike, what an awesome story. And just you know what, just you sharing it. Your story is going to help so many people. Thanks for coming on. Tell your friends. Let's let's hit like, hit subscribe. Tell your friends, tell all your people, and let's keep repping. Mike, you keep repping, I'm going to keep repping, and I am out. Let's go.